welcome to this episode where I talk about detectives and poets and how they're kind of the same thing. If life is a crime scene, poets collect all the clues not to solve the mystery, but to deepen the mystery. We live in a time where there are more answers than questions, so today let's track the mysterious footprints in the dirt to the point where they vanish and the magic begins. But before I get into that, uh, I'll just quickly, I thought I'd just quickly say how, how I make a podcast, um, and it's like very new, I'll be focusing on um, writing poetry through the week, or writing thoughts and ideas, and it'll, that'll be my central focus, but occasionally I'll have an idea that I'll just throw off to the side, uh, it doesn't fit in anywhere, it's a piece of the jigsaw puzzle that's too hard, and I'll just throw it into a separate document, um, a mulch heap, um, like offcuts into a soup bowl, and and then later on in the week I'll come back to it and try and find a through line with all these random thoughts. Like it, it the podcast feels like an afterthought, but at the same time it feels like a main main thought because I've always thought that the best stuff comes when it's not being focused on, all that peripheral stuff. Um, as soon as I'm focusing on something, it's usually it's, it usually dies on the page. But that, that sideways stuff that I'm not focusing on always seems to have some sort of more truth or honesty or something something more beautiful to it so so this is where this podcast has come from all the bits that are just sort of thrown into the soup bowl um but yeah speaking of offcuts as a kid i'd pick up rubbish on the street and i'd i'd see the detritus how do you say that word Det- detritus detritus i think i think so i've always written it. i've never really said it I guess that's the weird thing between a podcast, all these words that are in my head silently being written onto a page. <laughs> now I'm talking them. Um, but I always saw the rubbish that I picked up on the street as a clue that it could lead to a larger mystery. Like I'd be probably 10 or so at the time, or 8. Um, uh, so I'd try to understand uh, Crushed Can's backstory or the mysterious beginnings of a signed Christmas card left out for hard rubbish. Um, I always feel like it was some sort of tip of the iceberg and I'd bring him back to mum and show her and she'd just say, what are you doing? Throw him in the bin. But she she sort of got me as well. But um, I guess, yeah, I, I've always loved objects part of a bigger story but like I was saying tip of the iceberg and I guess in a way um, gravestones are the more obvious version of that you can walk around a cemetery and see the birth date death date where they're from who their who their loved ones were etc and form a story of their life oh, I hate the word loved ones feels so sanitised I don't know anyway pet hate don't know why I'm telling you that there's nothing wrong with loved ones, by the way. I just... Yeah. People you love. These are the people I love. Anyway, tip of the icebergs. That's... I loved clues. I, st- I still love clues. Like, I I kind of feel as uh, writing poetry, um, I'm, I'm looking for clues in life for a mystery that I don't even know what I'm trying to solve. And that's 
the sort of the beginnings of the crossover of a poet and a detective, I guess, and something that's always sort of yeah, it's come came to the surface by just all these random offcut bits that I've collected over the week, or really over the years. I'm a I'm a Scorpio, and I know people don't give a shit about star signs and stuff, but I I, 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 I secretly love them. And I've heard I've heard Scorpios are supposed to make great detectives, so I'll I'll go with that. <laughs> and I've always so yeah, I've always thought creativity is a complex version of pattern recognition, and so sort of piecing together things that may, perhaps most people won't see. Hello, bird. Yeah, so there's shows like Unsolved Mysteries, uh, something that I've... I hadn't, I'd never seen Unsolved Mysteries before, and I know it's based on true true stuff, so I, I don't mean to be sort of treating my talking about true crime and stuff with as if there's no victim at all. But um, if I'm just talking about if it's just stripping away that and seeing that the... The mystery that we're naturally attracted to as humans beneath, beneath that, I guess, or above it, I don't know. But Un- Unsolved Mysteries is a show I only saw recently. It's been around for decades. I thought maybe I'd like to sh- um, present a show called Beautiful Unsolved Mysteries. Maybe that's what the, the poet's version <laughs> should be called. I don't know. When I went to watch it, I thought, oh, I'm not even sure if I want to watch this because I no one's been caught it's unsolved it's um there's no resolution and i watched it and of course i loved it of course i loved the unresolved nature of it it was it was more beautiful than knowing who got caught or who didn't or i and again again i know there's real victims involved and stuff going on laboring that point but I wondered about the part of me that wanted resolution, even though I love loose ends and red herrings and things that don't add up. For me, that's where the magic begins, when there's so much evidence and just one piece of missing information, that's where magic happens, like a a perfect circle that has a little break in it. And I, I love that. And what I love about the unresolved nature of any mystery is it presents a series of clues that leads to a vanishing point where rational thinking can no longer keep going and that's where the magic's forced to kick in. Like the point where footprints being tracked just stop in the dirt and it's, that's, it gives me goosebumps when the point a human can become a ghost or a ghost can become a human the point of death or I don't want to say the word death because it's it's weirdly covered over and buried by western culture and labored with trigger warnings and all that sort of shit but more unalive unaliveness you could call it and there's um there's magic in it as there's magic in birth there's magic in death and I don't mean that again blah 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 I'm gonna go on about it I feel like sometimes presenting a poem is really a, a dossier of clues that take you right up to the door in the starless black night and at that point you have to give yourself over to something else and I, f- I feel that's the magic I wrote a poem not long ago about, it goes like this I struggle to find an idea then to my delight I might catch the tail of one before it slips into the blackness in the back of my head 
But the tale is enough, it's all I need. And then the magic. I publish only the tale and the reader catches the rest of the elephant, fish, cat, dog, mouse, rat, bird, lion, tiger, for me, for us. But now we, we live in a, a world where there are more answers than questions. And we crave mystery, I, I think. Like, there's just Google the answer, Wikipedia it. There's a, la- there's a lack of questions. And when you, there's things like reli- religion that's dying, I kind of feel like crime shows have replaced mystery for the masses or mystery for atheists because we're, we're lacking that now. And I, f- I feel it's mysteries moved to this space into true crime. It, it sells shitloads, books, YouTubes, podcasts. I think the number one podcast is, or one of them, most popular podcasts are crime shows and true crime. And this sort of mystery is the one that most people are familiar with because it's always presented in the news. So I've thought a bit about detectives and poets and how they both throw themselves into the mystery. And I was thinking how detectives are there to solve the mystery and perhaps a poet is there to search for and deepen the mystery. So while detectives gather enough clues to materialise and bring a killer who's vanished into thin air back onto the radar of reality and real life, they're making the previously invisible visible. And I kind of feel like that's what a poet does as well. They, With enough clues, they can wake the living dead. They can, they can shake an audience alive and bring the audience back to life from a life of routine and dead dreams a poem that feels like a collection of evidence and clues that that can lead to the heart and I I love that so where a a detective's job is done by the time they've um, searched the scene of the crime and they've caught the whoever they've needed to catch that's that's where their job is done but I kind of feel like Sometimes that's where a poet's job is just getting started. They continue to chase the evidence through the door to where ghosts live and they come back with dreamlike evidence in the form of a poetry book where magic and and ghosts really exist. That's what I I love about poetry. It it takes detection one step further. And while detectives are always dealing with matters of life and death, so do the best poets. So I was thinking that poetry is always anchoring itself to death in some way to counterpoint the idea of being alive. So bring, bring life back to life and turn existing into living. It's like living in a shitty flat and on the other side of the street is a beautiful mansion. And if death is the shitty flat, then the beautiful mansion is life. You can't really see the beautiful mansion if you're living in it, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of poetry that will anchor itself in, in death just to point to life. It brings life back to life. One of my favourite poets, Billy Collins, said something like, with poetry you don't have to go through a windshield to realise that life is precious. Or Bukowski said, you can't beat death, but you can beat death in life. And I'm that's a, a pretty good example of what I mean by poetry sitting or anchoring itself in death to point to life. And while detective shows, a lot of it's police procedural, um, two of my favourite 
ever writers slash artists, Nick Pizzolatto and David Lynch, they've made names for themselves with detective shows. So they've but they've subverted the genre. They've they've taken a really popular trope and turned it into poetry. Uh, they've they've combined the two of detection and poetry. A lot of cases with their stuff, it's almost becomes cosmic horror, where they they take detection that leads right up to the door of death and to the other side, like Twin Peaks, where. Um, David Lynch's Red Room or the Black Lodge and Nick Pizzolatto's True Detective or the first season which is a sort of a, it's a closed little story there's a there's two detectives one who's just a standard normal detective out of any old normal detective crime slash crime show and then there's his partner who's an existentialist beautiful freak who who just wants to understand the mystery of life so that's that, they're my thoughts, but where where do you go with this these things? I'm not sure, but I'm thinking if you're writing poetry, you collect enough evidence so you can bring the living dead back to life, or if you collect enough clues like the crushed can in the gutter or the discarded Christmas card, and you take them back to your special crime lab at the end of the day, and that's that could be your dreams, and your dreams resolve the mystery.